Yes, it's Monday, and you know what that means, or would normally mean. It would normally mean we're about to talk about ghosts on Boxing Day here in the UK for about half an hour. But today, we're going to have a day off. And the reason for that is Christmas has just been... It's just been a time, let's put it that way. And also, it's a bank holiday in the UK. We're allowed a day off once every so often, aren't we? Surely. And I'm sure that you are all done in from Christmas too. I hope you had a fantastic one, by the way, if you celebrated it. And if you didn't, don't be worried. It's all over now. You've only got New Year to get through. And, you know, New Year's a breeze. But it'll be fine. We'll all be in January soon, moaning about the weather. But back to today... What we're going to have in place of the standard episode is we're going to have me and Becca from a Patreon from ages ago discussing the two films Demon House by Zach Bagans and an amazing drama documentary called Ghost Watch from the UK. So we are still going to have an episode out today, although we're having the day off. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you've had a fantastic festive season. It's still upon us because, you know, Still got New Year to go. I hope it's all going well. And you know, if it's not, it's okay. Just put a podcast on, disappear, go for a walk. Don't worry about it. Everything will be okay. Just give it time. But in the meantime, here's me and Becca talking about two films that I don't think she was really that into. Live from Liverpool. Talk about ghosts. Patreon podcast with Kevin Eustace. Hello, you wonderful, beautiful, dare I say, sexy Patreons. How are you all doing this fantastic Sunday? It is indeed time for the Sunday Patreon episode. I'm with Sienna the Cat and also Becca. Hello. Hello, Becca. How are you feeling? Cold. Are you feeling cold? Yes. Well, we are in October. I am displeased. Well, we've got heaters. We just went and bought, like, three storage heaters. Why don't we put them on? Yeah, we should. Oh, okay. That sounds like a plan. (laughs) Interesting for all patrons. Um, Are you hungover? Because you had a drink last night, didn't you? A little bit. Not too bad, but I am a little bit. We went to 20 stories, didn't we, in Manchester for your father's 60th birthday. Mm -hmm. You know, it was quite funny. I was thinking about this yesterday. Is that when we were sat in the restaurant, I said... Well, tell you what, um, Steve said, I sincerely mean it, and I did sincerely mean this. Um, I was trying to be heartfelt, but I went, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic 17th birthday. And I got the age wrong by 10 years, and everyone laughed and went, oh yeah, no, yeah, no, it's, it's all right, yeah, like, because thinking I was just being like a jokey, rudy person. Mm. But I wasn't, I just got the date wrong. I mean, the age wrong. You didn't really look at him and think he was 70, did you? God, no. No, it, I think it's because my dad's That's turned 70 recently, and I thought, you know, he must be 70. And my brain, I think I was looking at something else, don't know. Anyway, either way, the cat jumps. Um, everyone took it as a joke, which is good, yes, as opposed to saying... could have been quite offended. Yeah, have you just got that wrong by 10 years? Yep. And thanks for paying for the meal. Um, yeah, so did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, twenty stories Manchester. Mm-hmm. Quite expensive, isn't it? It's a yes, yeah, it's not. It's a high end restaurant. No, we definitely wouldn't frequent there. If it was just me and you, we'd be like in some wine and dine, two for ten pounds, sort of jobby. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it is October. Hooray! I love October and all it brings, all the spook it brings, all of the weather it brings, albeit cold. 
and all of the horror and scariness. And I'm actually, as I'm saying that sentence, just exciting myself. Hold on. I need to say mentally. <laughs> no, I'm mentally exciting myself about um, just how good October is. I want to watch nothing but scary stuff. And I've been watching a lot of scary stuff recently. Yeah, all you do is watch scary videos. And, uh, and I'm alright with it. Anyway, one thing that I did watch, which I've been meaning to watch, but I've always put it off because I didn't like him. Um, I'm talking about the Zach Bagans, you know, the guy who... And the reason why I don't like him, right, is because I've seen him on Ghost Adventurers a few times where he allegedly becomes possessed and is just an absolute twat, for want of a better phrase, to the people that work with him. So he'll, he'll like, just stare at one of them and then try and literally lamp one of them in the face. Right. And then, like, ten minutes later, go, what was that, John? That wasn't me. It's not like me, John. But he does it far too frequently than is acceptable, really. Yeah, that sounds unacceptable. Yeah. So I went off him. Anyway, that said, Demon House is a film that he made about, um, I think they're the Aaron's family the in America. The Aaron's family. Da-da-da-dum. Anyway. Um, and it was a big famous news story at the time. There was this house, a uh, detached house, and allegedly there was a portal to hell within this house. And police had been in and they'd witnessed things. And this it, it was a great film. I'll go into why I think it was great. Anyway. Um, the police had seen things and news reports had been in. They'd witnessed things. All this carry on. And it made national news. Now, on hearing this, Zach Bagans, sight unseen, just rung the people who owned the house and said, I'll buy the house off you. God knows what he paid. Um, and a week later, he moved in with the film crew to make this film, Demon House. Mm. And it was dead good. He does do that thing where at one point he stares at someone, tries to lamp them, and then says, what was that, John? And it's like, you, you, you're just a twat. Does he just not, want, he just yeah, not like possibly, one yeah. of the people who work with him? But I tell you, what was, there was a really eerie bit in it too. You're a really eerie bit. Oh, me, oh, me, no. So basically, the premise of the, the Aaron's family, da 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 I'm not going to spill the coffee. Careful. I've got great tactile awareness. You do not. I do. You're going to drop the e-cig probably in the coffee. Break the cup, the coffee will spill. All right. Shame about the time of visiting. Harbringer of doom. Klutz. Hey! You are a bit of a klutz. I am a bit of a klutz. Anyway, so the Adams family, I can't know what they're called. Anyway, they had the house initially. And there was loads of weird stuff that happened. The children would be possessed apparently. They took one of the child, one of the child, one of the children, this boy, to a doctor's, where he apparently walked backwards up the wall, and this was witnessed by a doctor uh, and a healthcare worker. Um, so, allegedly it all emanates from the basement in this house. So when they go down there with the police, because Zach Bagans interviews the police chief. Now this is it, you know when people say, the police seen something, and like the police were there and they witnessed it, and it, gives an, it adds an air of authenticity to a tale. Well, this police chief from Gary, Indiana, he's like a proper... Lordy, I, I don't believe it, you know, and then... Like, I do declare... You could, you could probably fool him by doing that trick where you pull a coin from behind his ear. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He'd be like, how the hell do you do that? Anyway, um, yeah, he doesn't seem like the brightest tool in the blocks. In the blocks? In the box. Anyway... When they're in the basement, it's like, this is all being concrete, concreted, except for under the stairs in the basement where they've left of soil. And they could dig down into it, and there was, like, items in it, like, 
baby clothes and stuff like this. All very weird. One, the the weird bit that I'm talking about is one of the sound guys. You know, and they've got locked off cameras all around the house. Mm. I know you're looking very uninterested. Why? I'm so uninterested. Why do you need me for this? You're just going on this monologue. That this isn't a conversation. I want your opinion on it. Anyway. So, one of the, when they've got all these locked off cameras around the house, the sound guy is... You see him. Is he all right? He's a proper boss. He's sound. He's um, he's in the corner. You see him in the corner of this room, and you hear Zach Bagans narrating over the top, and he's like, "What none of us realized was that Steve was affected by the demon in the house." And you see him like stood in the doorway, and he just starts looking at his hands, like weirdly, and then he sneaks off to the basement, um. And everyone's like, he was gone for over an hour. And it's just dead weird. Why and then, did they go find him? Well, they didn't realise. But so then... didn't realise if he was gone for over an hour, why didn't they go look? Well, they were just all in the house. They were there for like a couple of nights. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you went downstairs now, I wouldn't come down going, Becca? <laughs> Becca? Becca? You might. I, I do sometimes, don't I? Some, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm quite needy. <laughs> I am quite needy Hiya. sometimes. Are you coming back up? What's going on? You do I'll sit on the bed with you too. Are you breathing? Um, yeah, anyway. So then when they get back to the hotel, they cut to a scene... You said they were staying in the house? No, they're, they're, they're not staying overnight in their shitbags. Anyway, they cut to a scene where Zach Bagans and some of the crew are in the hallway of this hotel and they're going... They're like, they just started filming on the phones and they're like, we don't know we don't know what's going on. And you can hear the sound guy being proper sound. No, you can hear the sound guy in his hotel room like... Going, ah, what do you want? What do you want? And then he comes out and starts like flipping. And he opens the lift. They're all standing way back from him, going, like, stand back, he's a lunatic. And like, he opens the lift door and he's looking and going, there you are, what do you want? Ah. And anyway, when they talk to him, he says he's seen, he's been followed by this like six foot tall, goat headed man. Mm-hmm. Um, now, weirdly, before they started the investigation, Zach Bagans had a dream of a six foot tall, goat headed man. That breathed smoke into his lungs. And did he say this after the description from the sound guy? I don't know. Because it, it might have been put in post-edit. I don't know. Um, but all in all, I thought it was a very good film. It ends with the house being bulldozed because he reckons it's that evil. But, in truth, apparently there's, there was a bit of an argument about the right to making films about the place. Mm-hmm. And he, he references it in the film. He, he goes to the people who originally lived there. And says, do you want to talk in our documentary? And they're like, no, we can't because we signed a contract with a film company. And he's fuming. And then for some, like, ten minutes, he tries to debunk the entire ghost story. Uh, and then realises, no, I'm here now. I haven't paid for the house. So then he destroys it so that they can't film the house. Wouldn't Bulldoze in it release whatever was in it into the wild? They actually mentioned that. But they don't then give an answer to that. Mm-hmm. As they're talking, like, to the police. Because they, like, sort of surreptitiously film the police. Um, whilst talking about it, and the police are genuinely saying, like, I wouldn't go in there no matter what went on, like, it's horrible, the house, it's, you'll take something with you and all this. Um, and then the police fella says, you just need to bulldoze that to the ground, it's evil. And then one of his mates says, but what about what do you then release into the wild? And then they just cut it and go to He also says into the wild, like uh, I did. Yeah, into the wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verbatim <laughs> says what Becca West said in 2020. But yeah, it's a good film. I do suggest people watch it. Far-fetched, but there's some really good stuff in it. And Zach Bagans, I've kind of grown to love him, even in spite of the fact that he's clearly a bellend. So what do you make of that? <laughs> what do you make of that ten minutes of dialogue I've just thrown at you? Oh, I don't know, what do you want from me? You are hungover, you're too hungover to partake in a Patreon. I, I'm very ashamed of you. 
I'm not. I'm not too over as well. I, you know, I don't like sitting here and just you talking at me. You know, well, I don't how like do you? Like, you know what? How did you get through school? I struggled. Bet you did. <laughs> really, really. Tension span of a flag. <laughs> lots of daydreams. I really do. Str- I don't. Don't no idea how I got through uni because I was mm-hmm. like voluntary as well. You know, just sit there and be spoken at. Exactly. It's awful. Yeah. No, I was not sorry. You'd be terrible. Yeah, good job. You know, you know what's good? You've got a good in a source of ethics because if you ever got arrested they'd be like the cheeky bitch just doesn't care you'd be like oh get to the point am I going to jail or what right fine I know. thanks on this day so like I know all this yeah I've done it why are you just banging on judge yeah. um, anyway have you got anything that you want to bring to the Patreon you said that you might Um. yeah have you heard it's all kicking off in Hull have you heard about this it's all kicking off in Hull yeah sounds like a beautiful South album name yeah Um. This ghost hunter is booting off a Poundland for selling Ouija boards. Poundland is selling Ouija boards? Yeah. And he is raging. A whole paranormal investigator has spoken of his horror at Ouija boards being sold in Poundlands. I'm obviously reading from an article here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. no. <laughs> um, Paul Masters, who is a member of True Paranormal Events UK, says that he was gobsmacked after seeing the spirit board for sale in the budget store for a one pound. What? For a pound in the prospect centre? It must be a shopping centre. Is there, is there a picture of the Ouija board? Yeah. Can I see it? Not right now, I'm reading Right, the okay, yeah, read the article and show me. Um, he says that deadly demons could be released by the boards if they're in the hands of anyone but mediums, and the potential for sinister spirit activity is heightened around Halloween. This is a quote from Mr. Masters. He says, Ouija boards are most certainly not a toy and should not be available for kids to buy in pound shops for Halloween, never mind adults that are not trained in how to use them. It does not matter if they are plastic or wood. If the planchette spells the word Zeus, it is a demon trying to come through and you should not even say the name, never mind continuing to communicate with it. How does he spell that word? Z-E-U-S. So Zeus, is in the god Zeus? Greek god Zeus. That is the first time I've ever ever heard... Anyone like I've heard of Zozo, I've heard of like XOXO and all this carry on. I've never, ever, ever in all my days of paranormal loving, um, sounds like a name of an album as well. Um, have I heard anyone say, Oh, you want to watch out if it says Zeus? Yeah, I know, I don't know why the, the king of the Greek read that sentence, yeah, read that sentence again, please. It does not matter if they are plastic or wood, if the planchette spells the word Zeus, it is a demon trying to come through, and you should not even say the name, never mind continuing to communicate with it. All hell could break loose if the demon attached itself to anyone and followed them around. Nasty spirits can scratch and attack people and should not be messed with, as people could get seriously hurt. So I was godsmacked when I saw that Poundland was selling these Ouija boards, and was profoundly shocked and just fuming, really. <laughs> self-described as just fuming. Um, In retrospect, I was just fuming, really. Mr... Oh, go away. Um... Mr. Masters, who has been a paranormal... Can I, is there an R in that? Or are you saying Masters for Masters? There's an R. There's an R? Yeah, okay. I'm not just being an absolute pretentious tool. Because okay. right, okay. I, I suddenly speak like this now out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> the Damon. Um, Mr. Masters, with an R, who has been a paranormal investigator for seven years, says that many people in his field have spoken of their anger that such devices are being sold for all. He says that he could not see an age limit on the product, but Palman says that the sale of the product is restricted to over 18s. The paranormal community claim that... Oh, sod off. Sorry. Because I'm... It's pop-ups, you know, because it's a local news site. Yeah, yeah. So it, you just get these awful pop-ups Yeah, so you're halfway through a Ouija board story and it goes, Who does your greenhouses? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The paranormal community claim that the devices can destroy people's lives and spirits can cause suicide to some are more sinister than others. 
We won't even touch Ouija boards. We only have mediums to do that who are trained as they are just too dangerous and you don't know what will what will what it will entail using them, says Mr. Masters. We only use glasswork to communicate with the spirits in that way. Everyone in the paranormal spirit field is angered. The risk the risks of untrained The risks of untrained people using Ouija boards is unimaginable, so it is ludicrous that Poundlands are selling them off. On Halloween night, the veil into the spirit world is very thin and people are buying these Ouija boards just for Halloween. So I dread to think what will happen when these boards are in the wrong hands. <laughs> Poundlands have said that the spirit boards are being marketed to adults only and have sold out due to their popularity. A spokesman for the company said, while the spirits boards were marked for adults and were blocked from, only, from being sold to children at the tills, they were part of our extensive Halloween decor range this year in only around 90 of our 800 plus stores. Oh. In any event, they've now just about vanished. Oh, what? Can I have a look at the picture of one? Um, yes, let me find you. I want to see how good this pound Ouija board is. There you go, spirit board. So it's red box. It's um, amazing. It just looks very, very It's basic, a typical Ouija, Ouija board. Yeah, um... Yeah, like a, a, a light brown Unbelievable. Board. I want a Ouija board. It says spirit at the top and then yes, no. You've got the alphabet over two rows um, and then numbers. And then it says good there. Would that be bad or bye? Goodbye. Oh. It's goodbye. Okay. Um, yeah, and the planchet. Oh, amazing. I want a Ouija board. Oh, sorry. <sighs> For a pile, I'd buy ten. Decorate a And do what with them? Grow eight more arms. And... As, as if we've got room for ten Ouija boards know, yeah. ourselves. Um, but that is quite funny, that, because, like, he's saying that... I've never, ever heard of that. Like, if, if Zeus comes through, it's a demon. No, it's But what's the counter-argument? Like, can you imagine, this is the demon, we should stop? It's not, it's the Greek god. I know. What if Hera comes through? What if... Oh, yeah, yeah. What if Hera comes through? You, Someone's been reading up on their Greek myths, haven't they? I don't care to be mocked. I'm not mocking you. I think it's amazing that you can read. <laughs> um, yeah, Ouija boards in Poundland... God, I was only saying yesterday when we went to a flea market that I wanted a Ouija board. Yeah, I know, but we have been through this. You can't have one. I can have one. You can't have one. I can. You can't. You're not allowed. I am allowed. You I'm are not 41. Allowed. I'll do what I want. You will not. You will do what you're told and you are not allowed a Ouija board. I am allowed. <laughs> you know, this man on his face. I am allowed. You're not. You're not allowed. We've been through this. You're not allowed. You're you too suggestible. You only won't let me have one in case I... You might go insane. Yeah, well, I won't. Promise. <laughs> I don't think Promise. But I promise, no. for a pound anyway, that's good. I like that. Um, okay, you can have a Ouija board, but it can't. You can't own it. You can buy well, one, borrow one temporarily, use it somewhere else. You can't use it in the house. Ah, interesting. Why, why skeptic? Because I'll tell you why. I need you to feel safe in this house. You already get freaked out because thinking there's ghosts when there's not. And there is. If you use a Ouija board, you will think you have opened something and you will start to get scared of this house. And I need you to feel safe here. It's important that you feel safe and secure here. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a valid reason from a sceptic, yeah. Because you've managed to give a reason why you can't have a Ouija board. You use a Ouija board in the house. Um, but it's not to do with the paranormal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's that you will think you've done something and you will feel scared here. And I need you to not feel scared in our home. Okay, well, if I manage to source a Poundland Ouija board, yeah. um, we should take it to the place that we're planning on going for Halloween. Okay. And see what happens. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I don't think the cleaner staff will be too happy when they come in and there's cameras set up everywhere and triggered motion detectors and all this. Carry on. Cameras set up everywhere. I don't know what kind of professional outfit you think you've got. Hey, well, I'm, I'm getting... Hey. The, hey, I tell you. <laughs> well, I'm getting um, the trail cam. Off mark. Mm-hmm. 
uh, which will record anything with movement. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get um, a dash cam. Because a dash cam, is an interesting thing about a dash cam, it can record up to 18 hours of continuous video footage. So they're not just for, ca- for your dash. <laughs> they're also for catching ghosts. Right. Um, skills, good. Yeah. I've also, on my phone, I'll, I've got like an audio recorder thing that can set off to noise. And I've, in, I've bought a... Mo- oh! Hello, <laughs> 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 <Hello>, Kim. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> she, uh, she's kept sat against with his oh. arm, uh, with his back against the arm of the couch, and she's just jumped <laughs> up from behind him onto the arm of the couch and scared us both. <laughs> Sitting near her coming up the stairs. <laughs> Are you okay, beautiful? Where's she gone? Okay, now. She is a familiar, I'm telling you. <laughs> Talking about ghosts, are we? Don't mind if I jump here then. <laughs> That is literally a, the uh, that is literally a jump scare because mm. she jumped and we were scared. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, there will be a plethora of. That's equipment. a jump scare you didn't see coming. Didn't though. see coming. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Normally, I'm like, keep your eye on the wardrobe, Becca. Watch now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there'll be a plethora of equipment in there. Just see a, a cleaner coming and then lodging a complaint. I was getting filmed cleaning the room, and there's a Ouija board in there. Yeah, no, it's, a bit it's probably a good job I'm with you because if you're a man on your own setting up cameras in the room for the cleaner, they might yeah. arrest you. They'll just say, Can you please leave? I'll be like, No, you don't understand. I'm trying to catch a ghost. And, like, and what's your name? And I'll be like, Venkman, Peter. I mean, maybe it is an idea. We'll put the Do Not Disturb sign on the door so that the cleaner doesn't come in. That's a good idea. So that we've got no. Because last time I was like, It was the cleaner, and you were like, It wasn't. So that'll just end that, won't it? Yeah, yeah. Because it'll be a ghost, yeah. not a cleaner. Not a cleaner. Means that you'll have to make your own bed. Yeah, you know what I'm excited for as well. Seriously, um, the plethora of paranormal podcasts. Yes, Triple P. Um, that will be up in the game during Halloween because I love paranormal Halloween specials. So there's going to be an absolute deluge of wonderful paranormal content being put out there by these paranormal podcast people, and so much so that I've decided that this Wednesday, you know, when I do it, we don't. Hello, kid. You know when we do or we don't? This week we don't need to talk about mm-hmm. is going to be, um, uh, what would you say, a homage to podcasts. I'm going to just talk basically about podcasts that I like, that I love, that I've that have got me into podcasting, that I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. <laughs> It's an interesting thing to know where my podcast journey started. And how, <laughs> is it? Oh, what a self-indulgence. I know, it did sound Anyone ever sounded more self-indulgent? I didn't mean it like that. What I meant really is... really interested actually going through my podcast journey. No, what I meant... It did sound like that because that's exactly what I said. But what I meant is I know that there's a series of podcasts out there that I listen to that other people, if they like my show, might find enjoyable and entertaining. And, um, and yeah... That's what's wrong. That's what I gotta say about that. So, and also Halloween's coming up, which means that I, of course, get to watch a scary choose film. Your film. Are we gonna watch hide and seek? No, I'm gonna choose the film. Okay. Might even just watch The Exorcist. I might find the scariest thing that I allegedly can find, and we'll watch it together. Because you hate it, don't you? Isn't that a horrible thing? What talk about taking advantage of? No, it's not. I never get to watch scary films with you. 
Yeah, you get to watch them now. I don't have to watch them. You get to watch. It's not like a banned scary films at the house. You can watch them whenever you want. Yeah, just but, I don't. But you also, and this is the key thing, you also have to pay attention. Last year or the year before when I said, can we watch Most Haunted Live? They're doing a live one on Oh, Halloween. but it was so boring. You started going on your phone and then reading the magazine. So, it was so painfully boring. And it went on for about four hours. Yeah, because it it's a live investigation. So, so dull. It That's wasn't why dull. I couldn't help but pick up my phone on like, I'd want it because it was just garbage. It wasn't dull. It wasn't garbage. And then that, uh, it was going until, until that bit where um, like he reckons he got pushed or pulled, but everyone could see the rope. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Well, uh, he's tried to debunk that. Of Carl has. Yeah, of course he has, because it would be career ending. Well, it would be, yeah. But I also he's done a very convincing debunking, to be fair. Mm-hmm. And I do like most haunted. Most haunted. You know, I always remember as one of my. I've got little pinnacle moments in my paranormal past. Mm-hmm. Pinnacle par- paranormal past. Tell you, what, I'm full of peas today. Mm-hmm. Um, I came with peas last night. Really. Anyway, one of my fondest paranormal memories. Is when I lived in my dad's and everyone was out for some reason one night. And I think it was Halloween, there or thereabouts. It must have been around Halloween actually. And I think my dad was out with work so he wouldn't get into like midnight. My sister was staying over at a mate. My brother was staying in his girlfriend. So I had the house to myself basically. And it was the very first most haunted live. I think it was from a castle. Anyway, and I got a takeaway pizza and a bottle of wine and turned all the lights off and put that on. And it was brilliant. And I remember Yvette going off to do like a solo vigil somewhere and just living and loving every minute of it. And they were doing all those wonderful things like they had a live phone-in thing where they had a host, I think it was Jonathan Ross's brother, Paul. And um, he was like, don't forget, phone in if you have anything weird going on in your house. And they had like people ringing in and saying, just been watching telly and the remotes just flew across the floor. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is that good. I paid attention to the film we watched last year. I am the beautiful thing that lives under the stairs. No, that was the year before the most haunted one. The um, last year was um, the thing with the box. The thing with the box. Yeah, the D Dubbit. The Dubbit Dubbit. possession. Yes. Yeah, that was an alright film. I, I watched that. You did watch that. You did watch that. You know what we might watch? Um, Ghost Watch. Oh crap! What was it? You would have been too young. But when I was a youth, it was on the BBC, it was on a Halloween night, and they said they were going to do a live investigation into a haunted house, right? Mm. And it's fantastic because of all the tropes that they put in it from, like, Enfield Poltergeist and stuff like that. Um, But it was fictionalised, but no one knew it at the time. It was like a docudrama. So it was done just like a most haunted live set up. No. Yeah, well, yeah, no. Sorry, no. It was done like Most Haunted Live, so it was presented as live. Right. So Craig Charles was the host, as, and he was playing Craig Charles. Right, but it was and, fictional. But it was fictional, yeah. And he was like, okay, he was in the studio, like, going, okay, we're going to go over now to the house, and it was Sarah Green and Mike, someone or other, Mike Smith, I think, who were, like, proper hosts at the time. They are playing themselves. Mm. And they're like, there was a crowd outside the house, all, like, cheering and going, happy Halloween. They were like, okay, so we're going to go in. And over the course of like two hours horrible things start happening um and it was terrifying it, like they keep going back to the studio and there'd be like a, an alleged um scientist there would be like well this can all be explained away da, 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 da. Was, the alleged scientist of all the alleged no, in this it, sense that you're, you're know, yeah. the scientist you're going 
But it was like dead good. Yeah, like it was so convincing. And I was watching it in me in my dad's with me mate David Hannah because he was staying over. Mum and dad were out. It's a full name, people. Okay, David. And um, it, threw, it flashed up a number on the screen. Said if, again, similar. If anything weird's happening in your house, then give us a call. Oh, what a waste of everyone's time. No, but this is it. But when you rung the number, it was engaged. So that just added, and because we rung it, like an air of authenticity. Because I went, is this real? You went, ring the number. So it didn't, it was engaged. I went, it's engaged, it must be real. Imagine putting a number out live on national TV, and it only having like one line. I know, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, yeah. But then it went madness, like, to the point where, I think it was um, Michael Aspel, who was, or it was a Parky. Someone was interviewing someone at the end. And then, in fact, it was Parkinson, I think. And then the studio lights started flickering. And then this woman started talking in tongues, and then Parkinson started talking in tongues, and then it just went off like the the thing was cut, and it went Boo, like the feed had just been cut, and that was it. Um, well, now and you don't have to watch it because you told me all about it. No, but it's still well worth watching. And, but <laughs> then it was banned. It was banned by the BBC then after that because people had watched it and killed themselves because they were convinced the thing that was in the house had come through the telly. Had they? Yeah, genuinely. Had they? Yes, genuinely. How many? At least two. Mm. Seriously? Right. Citation needed, I agree, but seriously. One sec. you do lie about stuff like this. I do lie about stuff like this. Let me get my phone. But th- seriously. I mean, who watches a TV show and then just kills themselves? No, because they believed that the demon... It was that realistic. They believed the demon that was called Pipes, right, had, like, come through the telly. Because they were saying on the programme, like, you know, there's been documented reports that, like, the demons can come through your telly. They did? No, they didn't. Hold on, Ghostwatch. <laughs> no, they definitely didn't say that. It'll be on Wikipedia, and that's where I'll get this, what I'm about to say from. Honestly. Um, there we go. It's been documented, demons can come through your telly. See, yeah, no, so look, that was the cover of it. See, like, Sarah Green, Parkinson. They do look scared. They do look scared. Anyway. What year was this? It was 92. Really? Yeah, 1992. Yeah, listen to this, and this, this, this is proof how great it was. Uh, despite being recorded weeks in advance, it was presented as live TV. During and following its first and only UK broadcast, the show attracted, attracted a, a considerable furor, resulting in an estimated 30,000 calls to the BBC switchboard in a single hour. It's never been repeated on UK television. It has been repeated internationally. Um, there have been two UK home releases. Da-da-da-da-da. A retrospective documentary, Ghost What's Behind the Curtains, based on the film's lasting impact, was released on, in 2013. Um, controversy. It says, although Ghost Watch was aired under the Scream 1 drama banner, its documentary style led many viewers to believe the events were real, causing much controversy after the show. The BBC was besieged with 30,000 phone calls from irate and frightened viewers, and British tabloids and other newspapers criticised the BBC the next day for the disturbing nature of some of the scenes such as Green's final scene where she is locked in an understairs cupboard with the howling ghost and Michael Parkinson's eerie possession. Um, a false rumour persisted that Sarah Green had advertised the programme on Saturday mornings going live for children, including a visit to the haunt, haunted location. Um, it says the reaction from the BBC led to, to them placing a decade-long ban on the programme being repeated after its initial broadcast. A number of psychological effects were reported in Ghostwatch's wake. Here we go. 18-year-old factory worker Martin Denham, who suffered from learning difficulties and had a mental age of 13, died by suicide five days after the programme aired. 
The family had suffered with a faulty central heating system which had caused the pipes to knock. And that was one of the key things in Ghostwatch. Oh, that's That's horrible, that, isn't it? Um, He left a suicide suicide note saying, if there are ghosts, I will be always with you as a ghost. His mother and stepfather blamed the BBC, said that he became hypnotised and obsessed by the programme. BBC, the Standards Commission refused their complaint, along with 34 others as being outside their remit. Um, let's see. Simon A British medical journal in 1994 described two cases of ghostwatch-induced post-traumatic stress disorder in children, both 10-year-old boys. They stated they were the first reported cases of post-traumatic stress caused by a television programme. What was it, on after 9 o'clock? Yeah. Well, then they shouldn't have been watching. Um... I wonder if the watershed in the US as well. I don't know. So, for US listeners, I don't know whether you guys have this or not, but there's kind of an unofficial thing in the UK called the watershed, which is 9pm. I don't know why it's called the watershed. But it basically means that you can put, kind of, they can relatively air what they want after 9 o'clock. And that's kind of when children shouldn't be watching. But if it's before the watershed, they can get in trouble for putting up things that might be inappropriate for children because it's before the watershed. So yeah. Weird little system. Now, it is, is the, um, the the fiction behind it, you know, like the, what would you call it? Story. Yeah. So the film's villainous spectre referred to as the children by as pipes um, is depicted as a merging of negative spiritual energies, which parapsychologist Dr. Pasco theorises have been accumulating for years, possibly back to prehistory. Its physical appearance mostly resembles that of deceased child molester Raymond Tunstall, a fictional character who, it is revealed by a phone and caller, committed suicide at the haunted property sometime in the 60s after himself being possessed by the entity. His eyes are missing and his face is badly mauled, owing to Tunstall locking himself up with his multiple pet cats prior to his suicide. The cats having gotten hungry in the week prior to the discovery of his body at his eyes. The entity also wears a black woman's dress, likely that of baby farmer and child killer Mother Seddons. I don't think they'd go for eyes first. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we're, uh, we're probably going to go for there, yeah. It's just so good. It's such a good thing. Um, obviously, I mean, bar them fucking suicides like that's terrible but yeah there you go that's possibly what we need to watch but then again what was the other thing remember there was something about that we both read an article on being re-released and going to dvd oh, only yes what was that yeah um was it woman in black might it might have been or no it wasn't there was basically something that was like an old itv program yeah. that people are like in this article like lots of famous people were saying this film or this series defines horror and it hadn't been shown again and it's yeah, now come and they were to kind of saying, like why has it like why is it why did it just kind of die out yeah. like it was so groundbreaking and so good yeah oh, i don't know what it was i don't even know how to search for it i know I know the newspaper I read the article But in. I read the article, didn't I? Then you read it and you said to me, oh, have you seen this? And I said, yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah. I d- I, what else can I... I'll try and Google it now. Well, um... So, I know it was in The Guardian, so I can say that, but... Well, how would you say it, yeah? Yeah. Um, let's see. Um... I don't know what you... 
what you'd say. Horror classic. No. Maybe. Um, Supernatural DVD. Horror re-released TV. I'm going to say Supernatural DVD. Supernatural David Van Dyke. Hi everybody, I'm David Van Dyke. I'm here to bring you some ghosties. Do you want to see a ghost? No thanks, David. Well, that's me fucked. Oh, was it misappropriate? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was The Woman in Black. Sorry, oh, was right. it? Yeah, The Woman in Black. Why did Britain's scariest horror film disappear? That's what it says. Um, Herbert Wise's 1989 TV gem Wild Critics inspired Oscar winners and ruined Christmas for a generation. But then it was never seen again. Until now. So it's the, it's the specific 1989 Christmas ITV edition, isn't it? That's meant to be terrifying. Um, Is it ITV or BBC? I don't know. ITV, yeah, nine o'clock. Um, this uh, film critic says, I saw it when it was first shown, Christmas Eve with my mum and dad. We all just wanted to watch a spooky ghost story, but there were after effects, a mood that carried on after the film ended. You wake up next morning, Christmas Day, you're still scared. Wow. Mm. And then he laughed darkly, the woman in black ruined Christmas. <laughs> so everyone woke up petrified. Well, that was a, it's a common thing, isn't it, in, in England, apparently. It's died off, but apparently Christmas used to be the time for telling ghost stories. Yeah, I never really understood that. I don't, maybe it's because it's like the, the longest night. The time longest Possibly, night. yeah. But I mean, yeah, apparently, like, it's only... A lot of people say it's the Americanization of the UK that Halloween has took over. Although, you know, you can look to Samhain and stuff that was Celtic in origin for yeah. Halloween. But apparently at the time in like the Middle Ages and Victorian era for telling ghost stories in the UK was Christmas, yeah. not Halloween. Yeah, because like the Christmas Carol is a ghost story. Yeah. Well, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and, um, um, what's his name? M. Um, M. James, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. M. E. M. M. R. James. M. R. James, yeah, maybe. M. R. Is it? I don't know. M. James, anyway. He like did collections of Christmas ghost stories. Yeah. Like ghost stories specifically for Christmas. Okay then guys, I think that wraps up our little little review of television, films and things of Scary Natures, if it was that. And, uh, and Poundland Ouija boards, amazing. Yeah. If you can hear something getting monster in the background. That's oh. our cat eating her breakfast. Yeah, we, we get really pleased when she eats all of it. Yeah, because she's such a picky eater. Yeah, she's such like a pussy. Karen Carpenter. Um, oh, she raised her head at that as in say, I am not like Karen Carpenter. Okay then, guys. We shall speak to you on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Chatty bye. Don't get up while she's eating. You might disturb. Christ, lots we, of we, we do have to sit here while she. While yeah, she fair finishes. enough. Right. Um, bye, guys. I might still be sat on this couch. Depends <laughs> on the cheats. Okay, bye bye.